It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is it. The 53-man roster is coming at you. By the time we record our next show, we will know who will be on the Chiefs 53. We're going to give you our final prediction today and go through everything that we know as of right now today live on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Let's say really quick, Chiefs. We may know by tomorrow when we do a show, but we may not. Chiefs are yeah, always I saw notorious. You We're going to get to that. Relax. Good Lord. Welcome back, everybody. Yes, we, we're a little tense here. We're waiting for what this roster is going to look like. We're going to go through our prediction today. We appreciate you joining us live. You happen to be right now on the YouTube stream. We very much appreciate you. Leave your comments. Leave your thoughts in the live chat. Like, sub, and hit that bell. Thanks for making us your first listen, just like you do every day for you everydayers. We are here for you five days plus a week is probably the best way we should put it. And uh, we think you would find another Lockdown show very entertaining, whether it's the national shows or the opponent shows or whoever you happen to like outside of your Chiefs Nation team. Lots to go over today. We're brought to you by Game Time. You can download their app right now called Game Time. Create an account and use our code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off of your first purchase that's last minute tickets the lowest price guaranteed we're going to get to a ton of it the scenarios what we think what we know what we would like that might differ from andy reed and co and uh we're going to go through a bunch of scenarios today you can text us if you want the immediate information when anything breaks it 816-357-8781 i'm ryan tracy the founder of rogue analytics and performance consulting nfl33.com and rgrfootball.com and I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner, and I actually just posted an article about a subject we'll talk about at the very end of the show, <clears> a little small update on Chris Jones. Uh, but I do have to smile and start with a interesting fact. I thought it was very entertaining that the WWE and the NFL now have championship belts that you can go buy for $550 a piece. Just had to share that with everybody. Not this kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Locked On can hook us up. I don't know. We'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> Still interesting, and I never thought I would see that day, but that's that's kind of cool. I'm sure we're going to see a number of them now. That should be very entertaining. Uh, the numbers are what we're coming down to today, folks. And I would just say that uh, if the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Chargers want to go get one, I mean, that might be the only chance you haven't seen them, so go right ahead. Anyway, Ouch. let's Ouch. go ahead and get this started. Is crying right now. Yeah. I'm in a good mood. I'm having fun. Uh, we will answer a couple of questions at the end of this. I've already done my 53-man roster prediction, um, so I'm set to go whenever you are. All right. Let's start at the very top. I think we agree on this, but uh, folks, if you cannot see your screen or if you happen to be listening on audio, make sure you go sub to the YouTube channel because right now we're going to go through and we're going to give you the visual on what we have for our roster determinations, it's right here in a tool that uh, I run from Rogue Analytics. You can get access to that online. Uh, QBs. I think we agree, but how many did you keep? And I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> Three. <laughs> uh, shoot. All right. And yeah, no joy there. Uh, yeah, we agree. 
Um, I don't think there's any way that you could get Bouchel or Gabbert to the practice squad. It, it doesn't make sense to even try that at this point. I know they both threw interceptions in the last preseason game, but I don't think that tarnishes what they did in the preseason. Somebody did point out it is possible to get Gabbert to the pr- practice squad, and you potentially could do it. But the new rules don't really make it something that you would want to do, and I don't think Kansas City wants to go into the season with a chance that they could lose Gabbert. Uh, I think Shane had a good preseason for the most part. I think he struggled in in week three a little bit, and and that's okay. But I do think that they want to keep Gabbert, so I don't see them going to two. I think they're going to keep three. And it really doesn't matter to me who's two and three right now, and I don't know that we'll really even know throughout the season. Because the big rule that changed was you can now carry three active quarterbacks and not count against your 46-man cap. That is a big deal. Yeah, the 46 man is one thing. Having him on the 53 is still a requirement. So that's that's where the rub comes in. It's not quite as, as clean as it, we would like it to be. But we agree, you would have to have a sweetheart deal. And honestly, somebody's going to come along and offer playing Gabbert more money than that. Um, I was just on with my friend Q this last week, and uh, he didn't even know Blaine Gabbert was still in the league. I think that would catch some people by surprise. And I think you would have offers flying in at Blaine Gabbert. So that brings us to the running back position. And, folks, we know the two big positions on offense we're going to have to discuss at large. But right now, I feel like this is pretty clean in that there's going to be three guys that play. Do you carry the fourth onto the 53 right now, or do you try to squeeze onto the practice squad and pull up if you need to? Nope, I think you have to keep four. Uh, I think you're going to lose LaMichael P. Ryan sorry, if you cut him. Uh, I do think that he did enough in the preseason to show that he belongs on a roster. Though Matt Derrick would argue that running back is so deep and so undervalued, who knows? Well, I would I would go three myself, but we're going to see how the rest of the math works out because that's important. Uh, Matt and you seem to understand that like you can move things around, but attrition is attrition. So before we get to the big two positions, which we're going to cover in our next segment, uh, let's jump ahead a little bit. Who's earned their way onto the roster at the tight end spot? And how much are we projecting that that is a position of slack or a position of pull-up from the practice squad as well? So really quick, I do want to put in there that uh, it's Pirine, it's Pacheco, McKinnon, and uh, Clyde. So just in case anybody's wondering, those are my four. And I'm guessing you're saying Pirine is not going to be on the roster. Will be Would be the one you take off. I, I'm saying, yeah, I think you can get Prince and Pirine to the practice squad and be happy. Cool. I uh, just wanted to t- talk about that really quick. Uh, so when you start looking at tight end, I think you're going to have – this is where it gets tricky. Do you have three or do you have two? I don't think they're keeping four this year, especially with keeping seven wide receivers. So I'm going Kelsey, Gray, and Bell with the potential of it just being Kelsey and Gray if they decide that they need to use a I- IR spot on somebody. I think it has to be three. I know they want to run triple sets. There's no way you can do that obviously without three on the roster. And I think you actually, I would probably go for, so we would have switched those particular positions just in order for attrition and, and to be able to do what we think they want to do. Maybe that plan is changing. We won't know until we hear from Andy Reid. But the other thing that we won't know until we hear from Andy Reid is what's going on at the wide receiver spot and what is going on at the offensive line spot. And offensive line is a sweet spot for Andy. And I, I don't know that that's a place that I think that they can get away with with pinching, but we're going to find out. I think that either way, when you see the product on the field, it's going to be a team that can put protection in front of Patrick Mahomes and going to give him weapons. What that's going to look like depends on which game you go to. And if you need some help, our friends at Game Time are going to help you out. 
It's gametime.co, or you can go to the app stores. And this is this is the app that takes the stress out of getting tickets. I use them when I am able to come in town last minute or any other time, really, in order to get that kind of deal that I know can apply right this second. It relieves the stress for me because when you're coming from out of town, you're making a whole trip and you got to time it all right and the flights are crazy. Why not take it easy on yourself and get the best deal that you can on the tickets? And that is what game time is for. So right now, you can forget all that planning in advance, forget all the stress. Their guarantee means that you're always going to get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section in the same row, for less, your game time is going to give you the credit of 110% of the difference. So plenty to, of reasons to get there and get in with game time so you can get the best seat for the best price. So you can also get some images of the seats. You can expect when you're going to arrive. Uh, it's super quick and fast to get that done. A couple of taps and you're out the door with your tickets uh, literally in hand in your phone. So snag those tickets with game time right now. Just go download the game time app. You can get it at the stores. You can get it at the site. Create an account and use our code, Locked On NFL. You'll get 20 bucks off your first purchase of tickets. Terms do apply, but you have to go create the, the account right now and use our code, Locked On NFL, to get that $20 off. Game time. Get it today. Last-minute tickets, the lowest prices, guaranteed. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, what's not guaranteed, Andy has hinted at this, but it's not guaranteed that they go seven wide receivers. I think I know what you and I are going to do, but... Just like knowing Andy Reid and how long we've covered him. Yes, folks, we are starting year number seven right now. So thanks for being with us. If you're not like sub, hit that bell and get on the audio platforms on Spotify and Audible as well. Audible. Sure, Audible. Apple as well. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> Out there um, everywhere. Knowing what we know, do you think this is the year that he truly does depart from, from his normal process? And does he go seven wide receivers? I think so. I really just don't see how you go less unless you're going to cut a guy that we don't think is cuttable right now in Justin Watson or, uh, you know, Richie James. I don't think either of those guys are going to be somebody that they're going to cut. So I think they have to go seven. Uh, Brett Veach said pretty much as, as much during the broadcast that Justin Ross is going to be on this roster. So I think that they have to keep seven wide receivers. And I, I think I threw this out last night. And if I didn't, I apologize. There's, Potential that they could go eight if you get into a situation where you think Tony is going to go on IR. Maybe you try to keep ISM, but I only think they're going seven. I do not think there's a possibility of eight. I am cautiously optimistic that there's seven. I actually think because of right now, as we're recording this, and for those of you that are, are live with us right now, no moves have been announced for the Kansas City Chiefs as we record this this moment. So if you're watching this on replay, don't leave me in the comments, hey, you guys didn't talk about this because it hasn't happened yet, okay? I think they're working some trades, and I think the wide receiver position is part of that trade concept. Do they have bites? I don't know, but 
We're within, uh, we're pushing 11, no, 23 hours now until we're going to know what this roster should look like initially. And right now, I think that that's probably one of the things that they're discussing. So seven is the absolute max for me. I actually think that there is a possibility that Andy Reid bites his tongue and goes down to six based on some of the other uh, positional needs that they have. And that starts and ends with the offensive line. So we'll put it at seven for right now. We're looking at 25 is going to take eight. We're going to have to go to 26 if they keep nine at this position. Where are you at? I just want to finish my thoughts on wide receiver. I disagree with you. I think eight is not a great possibility, but I think it's possible. Mainly because if you are trying to make a trade, you can still cut a guy like Blake Bell and still end up getting everybody else on the roster and maybe have an extra day to do a trade and bring Blake Bell right back. So you have that potential with a guy like that. Uh, I have, let's see, on my projection, I have nine. You have nine. Four tackles, okay. four guards, and one center. Who are those four tackles, by the way? Uh, obviously the starters, and then Prince Tegawanago and Wanya Morris. And I think okay. Lucas Niang is either traded or cut. I, I agree with that portion of it. I do think Lucas Niang is on the trade block right now. Um, did he perform? Did he get reps with the twos in the last couple of weeks? Yes. Uh, I think what you see, though, is that the progression in the injury history, and that's probably the thing that is that might not bring you value for him. But I think it's also the thing that you see that despite Wanya Morris needing work, especially in being able to attack and protect his outside shoulder against the speed attack, it's the opposite for Lucas Niang, and I think he's he's not dealing with power as well as he used to. I think the injury is there a little bit. So I agree. He could be shopped right now, and I have the number at nine as well. I think there are a number of variations there. Could they keep all those tackles and go down very, very low for only one interior backup and in Nick Allegretti? Maybe, but Nick's hurt right now. So it depends on, the I think, the prognosis of that injury as well. Do you think that that is in play at all, only going with one interior backup? I don't see it, especially if Allegretti's not going to be healthy enough to play. I mean, that's the big question. He hasn't played in a couple of weeks. We don't know where his injury status is, if he'd even be available for the first game. So to me, I think you have to go to interior. And the reason I think that you feel better about going to interior is Kennard can play right tackle. It's not pretty, but he could if you absolutely needed him to. And it would get you by. Yeah, I can see that. That makes some sense. So – on the opposite side of the line, you have to have some defensive tackles to combat them, and that makes perfect sense. How many do you have the Chiefs keeping? Five. Five. And Chris okay. Jones, Chris Jones, in my account, is not on the roster at this point, so he does not count as one of those five. And and so is that part of the reason why you end up going five is because one of them is not Chris Jones, and you might have to rotate in order to get that pass rush. That's part of it. Uh, and I think that they don't know what they are going to do at defensive tackle right now. So I'm looking at projection as of roster when it is supposed to be set tomorrow at three. I'm not necessarily looking at what it's going to be week one because there's too many variables that we don't know. We talked yesterday about Turk not playing a ton of, of snaps, right? Um, yep. I assume he's one of your five and he, you're comfortable with that. Yeah, Naughty and, and Warden are my starters. Keandre Coburn, Danny Shelton, and Daniel Wise are the three backups that I've got. Okay. I think that that tracks. That's okay. I would be tempted to keep four because of the next position that we are about to talk about. So if you're keeping five there, I assume you're keeping five ends as well. No, I'm only keeping four. Four edges. Okay. Yeah, we're definitely going to have a meeting in the minds here. Because this is the way I would have laid it out. 
In fact, I should just put two columns in here so that you have yours and I have mine. Five would have made it easier, but it is, you know, it is what it is. And I get why you're going five. I just really don't know that they feel like they can keep five right now. I did BJ Thompson do enough to earn a roster spot? I don't know. I don't think Kando did. Uh, and BJ Thompson is the other guy that, that I left off my roster. I've got Perloftis, Dana, Herring, and FAU as my four. And this is also a position where I think we've talked about this multiple times. They could be looking outside the organization to try to add somebody else. Absolutely. I, I, I agree. Um, and, you know, I, I do want to preface this, that I kept uh, Amenahu on the 53 because of the, yeah, I, did I, not. I did not include the suspension. Fair enough. Okay. So you have it five and four. I obviously am a little bit different, but you're a man ahead at at this count right now. I only see five linebackers on this roster. Do you disagree? Nope. Okay. Cochran's on the roster as the fifth. The other four are pretty obvious. So, Yeah, I know there was a slight injury to Cochran. Uh, I don't think it's going to be anything that keeps him off of the roster. Um, yeah. Cam Jones is my guy. I, I want to see him back on the practice squad, but I don't think he's ready for the 53 right this second, and he is coming off of a concussion uh, in this last preseason game against the Browns. So. That brings us right now. We are at 43. We have 10 spots in the secondary as a collective. You and I would have arrived to the to the pretty much a similar number here uh, without much ado. Where do you have the split right now? Safety versus corner. We're going to talk about that coming up next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So things are starting to happen. We're, we're getting down to the bottom of this roster. And how do you squeeze it all in? If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure that you do because we're here five days a week for you. We very much appreciate your time. We'd like to see your comments down on the comments section if you're watching this on review. Again, we are live before any movement has been announced for the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're going through our final projections for this 53. We've got narrowed down to where we think the numbers are going to fall, but nothing set in stone. We still have 10 spots available. Where do you have the corners versus safety split right now? Is it even? Or do you have more corners than safeties? Yep. I have six corners and four safeties. Okay. Who are those four safeties? Justin Reed, Brian Cook are the starters. Chamari Connor and Mike Edwards are your backups. Okay. I tend to agree with you completely. And this is not a slight against Deion Bush and his contributions to special teams. But I think Andy may disagree with us. And this is one of the things where I was saying, if it comes down to the crunch, can Andy really – take seven he has not done that in the past on the wide receiver position especially if he feels he needs that special teams crutch to have maybe 11 dbs that would be something where you could flip the a similar position to the same role on special teams but i i agree okay. with you has dm bush not played well enough or is it just a numbers crunch for you i think it's a numbers crunch and i think mike edwards gives them better safety play 
and he can play special teams. And I think you're going to get special teams play out of the wide receiver, even though he, it may not be as good as what Deion Bush can give you. I would also argue that it's potentially possible that maybe Deion Bush is the guy you could add to your practice squad and bring back. Uh, that I think could be a possibility there. And I have to ask you the question. You keep going back to saying that Reed could only keep six. Who are you cutting if he only keeps six at wide receiver? Well, I'm not cutting anyone. My concept here is that they've managed to pull a trade of someone. I don't know who that would be. Gotcha. But I, I, I think when he says, hey, it's six or seven, I just keep going back to history. And and while he does uh, evolve, I just I have trouble being 100% that Andy's going to keep seven. I think they should. But I'm just trying to keep it well, open to what the possibilities are. And I get all that, but my argument against you would be that, generally speaking, they've kept four tight ends, and they've also had a fullback. So that's – we're losing two offensive positions in the – in that regard when we're sitting here looking at this. So to me, it really wouldn't be that big of a deal, but we'll see. I'm with you. I do want to say, Doug, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm glad you're having fun because this has been an argument back and forth for a couple of days. So we appreciate you being here for the finished product. Mostly we're, we are live, so you never know what's going to come out, but Hey, I think we're, we're good on safety. So then it comes down to the final competition. I have Legereus Sneed on this roster. I think he has to be week one. If we get some kind of news that his knee has not recovered enough and he has to go to IR before the 53, that means he's out for the year. I do not see that happening. Do you? No, I don't. That's why I went six corners. Uh, I You have multiple injury questions at the corner position, and I think that's why you actually go deep there. And it's a situation where we've talked about it. Maybe a guy like Danny Sheldon, maybe a guy like Blake Bell, uh, they don't make the original roster and you end up going deeper at, at another position and you put a guy like Jerry Sneed on IR for the first three weeks of the season. I mean, that's potentially possible. I don't like it. I don't expect, and I will also say I don't expect it because he dealt with this last year and he played through it. I can't imagine that they're not going to let him play through it this year, but we'll see. Okay. So imagine we're correct. Uh, we, we both feel that there's six. We've gotten to the magic 53 number. Uh, folks, this does include the three specialists. Uh, as of now, uh, in the NFL, there's still going to be three specialists. I do think that could change in the future, but I'm just saying. So let's get down to the nitty-gritty of it. We both have Legereus Sneed on here. But who rounds it out? At the top, I have Sneed, Watson, and Trent McDuffie as the starters on day one, uh, again, without having to do any – gymnastics with uh, Sneed. Just, just imagine he's going to be ready to go. Do you agree with that? No. I put Williams at three. But he's, okay. but they're both Williams. still on the roster. Uh, okay. I don't really think that matters. Watson's going to be on the roster regardless. They're both going to play. And I just don't think Watson has really gotten much better than what he was last year. He's, I mean, he's a gamer, so it's a question whether or not they believe that he can come in and really help in games. I mean, that's really going to be the big thing there. And I... I don't feel great about it. The only thing that also makes me curious about Jalen Watson versus Josh Williams is, are they going to have Snead play nickel? Because if they don't, neither of those guys are coming in. Yeah. If they have Snead on the outside, you're going to have to have somebody else come in and play the nickel position. Cause I don't, I don't think you're going to have Trent McDuffie there. I, I actually think they will. Uh, it seems like that Spags is comfortable with that. Uh, I don't know right now. It McDuffie feels like it is at nickel? Yes. 
Okay. That's that feels like the way that they want to go, with, whether they get there or not. I, I do think that, and that does allow for a one for one swap for its need for either Williams or Watson. Um, and and I feel like Williams and Watson have the same preseason. I don't feel like either of them have improved a whole lot. So I am relying on that gamer possibility because I do think Jalen has shown up uh, a little right. bit more than than Joshua has. Not that that can't flip, but that's right. kind of where our difference is. I'm also looking at snaps and, and what they showed in the preseason. It looked like Williams was playing a little bit more with the first team than Watson was. So that's kind of where I am. But both those guys are going to be key, and they're going to be probably gunners on special teams. So it's not really going to matter. I think they're both on the roster regardless. So you're really talking about the next two guys that are going to be the real big question marks. And here's the really interesting part, and I tried to point this out yesterday. And, folks, if you missed yesterday's show, uh, go back and check that out because I, I broke this down a little bit farther. But the question then becomes – who are the last two? If we're keeping six, and you and I agree that it should be six, Nick Jones is not going to have surgery, but we don't know if he's able to play anytime soon. You had guys that stood out and got first-team reps with Echo Boyodo and Khalif Alassi. Uh, and then yesterday, the dark horse of dark horses, Taylor Reese showed up and was blitzing out of the nickel. He was being effective. He's been kind of those one of those guys that I've been waiting to see it, and boom, game three, he kind of pops. Could he have moved himself into position to be one of the six? It's possible. I would say that it's possible that he could be the sixth guy. I don't have him as my sixth guy, but it's possible he could be. Nick Jones is going to be on the roster. That's five. So who is your sixth? For me right now, it's Nick Jones and then it's Halasi. Uh, because I do think he brings the mentality and the physicality that you're looking for to continue that trend of Sneed to Watson to Williams to Halasi. I think you can see that, that train. But I agree with you on Nick Jones. If healthy and able to play, I do think he'll be on the 53. If they think that he hasn't, he doesn't need surgery, but he's going to be out for a bit, they could do the, the short-term IR with him as well, in which case I would be tempted to go to Reese Taylor because of the nickel play. I don't think Echo can play inside. That's just my personal opinion. But who do you have as the last two, Nick Jones and? Halasi. Okay. Yeah, I, I think the... Uh, and I'm going back probably to preseason game number one where he stood out. That interception was incredible. Uh, and, yeah, I understand who he's getting it against. But the point is he made plays when he had the opportunity. He didn't look bad in the last in the, in the next two games either. So I still think that his size is something that they're going to like, and I think that that's the direction they're going to go if they keep six DBs. Okay. So if something goes wrong with one of those guys, who's seven for you? Who's the guy that you bring in? As, as the backup's backup. Man, that's tough. Uh, I see what you're saying about Reese Taylor. It could be that. Uh, but Boydos seemed to be the guy that they were really put, throwing in there a lot. and But he just doesn't seem to have really the size. I mean, he's he's pretty skinny, and I think that it's a year in the strength system could really help him. But maybe they go that direction. I That's why I put six corners, is because you have two guys that have injury questions right now. I'll give you guys a little peek behind the curtain. Um, couldn't just tweet Reese Taylor and Echo Boydo because I agree. He he has put in some good snaps, and I can see it from here. So uh, I got together with my daughter who does rock, paper, scissors the best, and uh, she won two out of three, so it was Reese. So <laughs> it could it could be that close, uh, and I think this is probably a conversation that's still going on with inside the building right now. Well, it's also possible that they end up only keeping five or they keep six and they decide to trade a guy – away like Colossi or you know uh, Reese Taylor if, if other teams like what they saw from him 
there's there's multiple different positions on this roster where people could be looking to trade right now and get Chiefs players. And really quick, uh, you know, I would look at Dion Bush. I don't think that you get a lot, but if somebody is looking for a core special teams guy and they don't have a, a good core safety, that could be somebody that's looking. Because really, the biggest problem most teams are going to have is the Bears are going to get the first <laughs> – are going to be up there and they're going to be getting all the Chiefs players. So if you can't beat Chicago in that regard, I think that you're going to be looking elsewhere. Uh, you know, you start looking at, I don't know, the defense tackle I wouldn't agree with, but, you know, wide receiver, Amir Smith-Marset, we've already talked about him. I think that that's, you know, possibly they're going to be looking at trading him. It's possible they could be looking at trading Prince Tegawanago and keeping Lucas Niang. I mean, in theory, it's possible. Mike Caliendo is another guy that, has played decently on the offensive line. There's lots of different guys. And we've also talked at times, maybe Clyde Edwards layers on the trading block. It doesn't save him much cap space, but it's possible. Yeah. Now folks, make sure you like sub and hit the bell here on YouTube. So you know, when we go live, cause we're going to do this sporadically throughout the season as well. Uh, not just today, although we are live now, we're going to take a couple of your questions to wrap up the show. So if you would hit that thumbs up right now, get subbed over on Spotify and audible and Apple and every audio platform you can find because we're free on all of them every single day. And if you are watching this on replay, leave your comments, your thoughts on this 53 and who you'd like to see down in the YouTube comments or over on the reviews on Spotify and Apple. So real quick, uh, what are we going to do about the run D from Brian Gales? Uh, we can't be giving up four yards a carry. And unfortunately, I think Steve Spadanola would beg to differ. <laughs> I think he's way yeah. more worried about getting burnt in the pass game. Yeah, and I, I would agree with you. I think that they will take uh, getting gashed on run defense. I don't think that that's going to be something that they're really going to be worried about. And it's mainly because you're in a situation where look at what the Chiefs did on offense in the preseason. They were the number one offense in the preseason. Their backup QB in Blaine Gabbert threw the most touchdown passes in the preseason. Yes, it's preseason, but this offense still is cooking, and I think it could cook even more with the players they're adding right now. Yeah, I, I can agree with you. Um, Terry Mitchell, thank you for yours. Chris Jones is still in KC. When's he showing up for the extension? Um, I'd so, love to tell you. I tried to jinx it last night. It didn't work. Well, you're, I'm going to have you jinx it again before we oh, sign yeah. off today. So just <laughs> so you know, that's coming. Uh, I, this does lead me to something that I wanted to put out there. I just wrote a quick article about this. Albert Breer pointed out uh, something in the CBA that I had missed. If Chris Jones doesn't show up by tomorrow, they put him on the do not report list. The big thing there is they still have the ability, if he doesn't show up by tomorrow and is on the do not report list, even if he shows up right before the game on Thursday, they could ask for a roster exemption for him for up to two weeks and not have to pay him. Mm -hmm. That'd be another almost $2.2 million in cap space that they would free up by not paying him and keeping him with the roster exemption. And that, that becomes a multiplication effect because you're looking in 2024 with your you know possible franchise tag it'd be almost 2.6 million based on that 2.2 so he's losing money if he shows up week eight and he's lost over 10 million dollars he could lose another 2.2 with nothing that he can do about it losing money does not seem to bother him at this point i think we'll just be happy when it happens if it happens and we'll go from there uh terry also had a great question uh are, are they sending clyde to the vikings I don't I think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think he's sticking, but we'll see. I, I, I just don't think you're going to get return, even from the Vikings. And, and is Madison hurt? Is that what it is? Oh, it's just that they don't have Dalvin Cook anymore. Def and Right. So, 
I think okay, that's fair enough. Good. From Doug, uh, are you guys a little concerned with the backup O-line? Um, I'm not. I'm not, uh, at least interiorly. I think Allegretti can get it done for a game or two. I'm not going to say that the tackle situation isn't isn't going to be rough, but the problem is, is you're not going to have a great three-tackle system or four-tackle system in the NFL. Offensive linemen in the NFL are very few and far between. I'm a little concerned about the the injury to Allegretti. Uh, let me put it that way. But I will say this. I think it's going to be pretty straightforward. I, I think they'll probably try to keep Kennard. I, I, I don't think that that's going anywhere. And I think Caliendo and my guy Hardy, I was imp- impressed the way that he progressed through the preseason. He needs a year. But those guys can both get to the practice squad, and I think you'll have the availability to pull them if you need them. So I'm not well, too concerned. And another thing in this – I don't think it's not going to play into this year and it probably won't play into 2024. But uh, I, I also read that they could give Godric a roster exemption on the practice squad and maybe have 17 mm-hmm. guys on the practice squad. I would really consider that from what you saw yeah. from him in the preseason uh, to just give him a year in an NFL system to see if he's, he could progress. That's the big key uh, from not playing at all to what he was able to do on the, on the field, I think is, is pretty impressive. I like that idea. I, I think that could definitely work in their favor. Thank you, Doug. And Taylor, you're our last question of the day. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you're subbed. It's going to get hot and heavy here, and we'll go live when we know something about Chris, when we hear any major cuts and cut downs, and you're going to hear from Matt tomorrow as we hit the deadline. So be prepared. If Jones and who aren't going to count against the 53 as cuts, uh, do we need to maintain position depth, or can we use it to give other players a better chance to clear waivers late, like ISM? Um, as far as I know, Jones can go and, and you don't have to do the rigmarole, but you do have to have a Menahue on the 53 initially, right? Before he can go to the suspended list? Nope. No? Same as Jones. Okay. Suspension goes the same day. So a Menahue does not have to be on the roster and will not be on the roster, won't count against it. So yeah, you could take, you know, deeper at other positions. I still don't think it's a, a way that they get ISM on the roster, but we'll see. Okay. Fair enough. It leads to even more scenarios, and that's where I think you have to keep an eye, not only on the Bears. Yes, they do get first pick. I think the Colts are out there. I think Doug Peterson's down Jacksonville with a team that I think can can really rise this year. He's going to be looking for any cast-offs from Kansas City as well. And we all know the Eric B. is already looking. So whatever you don't protect, I do think you're going to lose if it's not uh, you know at a position of need for someone else. I think the linemen are probably in good shape skill positions i think they're up for grabs on both sides of the ball really quick uh i'm going to do a lightning round because there are a couple of really easy questions to answer so this is asking whether shelton is like blake bell yes he is it's possible he could be cut and brought back the exact same day uh no they shouldn't trade for darnell mooney uh their receiver position is still pretty set and chris jones holds out until week eight he loses 20 million potentially he will lose 10 million just holding out to week eight but he could lose twenty million because it's going to cost him on this on a potential franchise tag in twenty twenty four. Yeah, so so to be very specific, this year he would lose ten in addition to the what two point two he's at in terms of uh, fine so he's, far. He's already well, he's at one point eight, but he's lost two point three because he has a five hundred thousand dollar workout bonus that he's not going to get. So gotcha. he's really at two point three right now. He will be it's he'd be closer to like thirteen. No, it'd be a little over ten million, maybe eleven million. Uh, this year and then you multiply that by 1.2 and you take that off the potential 
franchise tag in 24. So that would be another 11 million or 12 million or $13 million that he would lose out next year. And I just want to throw this out for everybody who's seen my social media. My guy is out there. Derek Parrish, the fullback slash pass rusher from Houston was released and will be available. So I do want to see the Chiefs pick him up and bring him onto the practice squad. I don't think you're going to have to use a waiver claim to do it. So I just want it out there so that there's one in-house. If you need him, Derek Parrish should be a Chief. I want to say that out loud. And really quick, Watson is not like Bell. Uh, and we're talking Justin Watson because he had actually guaranteed money. So it, he's right. not like Bell in that regard. He has a two-year contract. Bell and Shelton have one. Sorry, I'm done. Say your last piece. It's, it's not going to get done, and let's get out of here. Again, folks, uh, for the sarcasm for my track record of miscalling uh, contract extensions, I'm just going to say for the sake of all of Chiefs Kingdom, Chris Jones' deal is not going to get done before the 53-man roster. Check back with us for an update. We very much appreciate you. Thanks for spending your time with us today. Matt Derrick's with us tomorrow to give us his insight on where we're at roster-wise, and we'll have the countdown if anything crazy happens. Thanks for spending your time with us today. Like, sub, hit that bell, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.